Smartcast. You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi, this is Namrata Patel from Mint's personal finance team, and in this episode of Why Not Mint Money, we will talk about how you should approach your finances and investments in the new financial year. As a new financial year starts, there are a few things you and I can do to make sure we are being financially prudent and growing our wealth. We have with us today Arun Kumar, Head of Research Funds India. Arun is an expert in behavior finance. If you don't already follow him on Twitter or read his blog called the 8020 Investor, you're missing out on his very interesting take on personal finance and investments. Hi. Welcome to Why Not Mint Money, a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started on your money journey. Hi Arun, thank you for joining us today. Hey, thanks a lot uh, Namrata for having me on the show. Hope you're doing well Arun. Yeah, I'm doing great uh, Namrata. How how about you? I'm doing well, thank you. So Arun, as a financial advisor, what do you advise investors to do at the beginning of a financial year? What are the few things an investor can do to set themselves up for the coming year? I think probably the simplest starting point would be that uh, this is that particular part of the year where all of us either get a salary hike or uh, a bonus. So one of the most important things that all of us need to do is is to also ensure that if we have our SIPs running, we sh- we we should also increase our SIPs in line with whatever is our salary hike because this is something that uh, most more often than not. Uh, we forget to do because our salaries keep increasing while our sips are set like 3 4 years back and they continue with the same level so first the simplest thing to do would be to increase your sip uh, amounts as soon as you get your salary hikes for this particular year and then the next thing probably can be on the bonus front make sure that you have a pre planned uh, decision in terms of how are you going to spend the bonus because if you if you wait till you get the amount in your account then then it is it is gone right so i would say maybe keep a, a simple rule saying that hey 30% i'll use it for uh, spending on on whatever be it vacation or or buying a small uh, phone or whatever it is but but at least the remaining 70% i'll save if you think it's a little bit of a stretch maybe 50% i'll save and 50% i'll spend but but broadly the idea is Uh, at least make sure that you are able to uh, save more than fifty percent of your uh, bonus. So these two, I think, can be good uh, starting points. Right, and you know, when you get a bonus as a lump sum amount, there are a lot of things you can do. You can even start with your tax planning, or you can even start with, you know, paying off a loan, or probably probably making some huge, uh, you know, investment for a long term goal. Yeah, so I guess this will be a little more specific to uh, different cases because if you if you have a, a high interest loan which you are running, my suggestion would be to pay it off as uh, early as possible. But if it's let's say something like a home loan which you are doing it over a long period of time and the interest rates are fairly uh, reasonable, then there's no hurry to uh, pre-close that. Then you can continue with your. Uh, long term plans and you can use the the some part of the bonus if if required to pay off the loan and then the remaining part of the bonus to go into your long term accounts but but broadly when it comes to loans i think it it should be a call of how comfortable are you uh, pay uh, in in paying off gradually or you want to finish it off uh, as early as possible because i i've heard a lot of people say that 
it's it's always better to uh, pay it off because psychologically it, it it frees you up a lot so so in terms of loan that is how i would approach it but if for people who do not have the loan i think the the better approach uh, would be to uh, put it in their long term uh, basket and as i told you whatever is uh, either at least 50% of the bonus you put it into your long term basket and whatever is the uh, asset allocation split that you are having between equity and debt you can continue with the same uh, asset allocation split right and also you can uh, probably start like we mentioned the loan part of it so you, it's also a good time to reassess your existing loans and your risk appetite yeah this will be a good uh, 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 good point in time to uh, reassess both uh, the risk because uh, one if purely from a uh, from an investment perspective also if you really look at it uh, there are broad expectations that you need to have from every uh, every different asset class so for example if you look at equities if you historically look at it every year you've had at least a, a 10 to 20% temporary fall there are only Three years in the last forty-two plus years, where you have you have had a fall of less than ten percent. So, which means every year there is a ten to twenty percent fall. While hearing this, it it doesn't look like a lot, but when it happens, it it always looks scary because you never know whether it is going to stop at ten to twenty percent fall or is it going to become a a larger fall. And and occasionally, once every seven ten years. it's also natural to expect a, a very large fall of same maybe between 30 to 60% we saw a 40% fall in 2020 we saw a 50 60% fall in 2008 we again saw a 50 60% fall in uh, 2000 so so large falls do happen but they are they are not as frequent as the uh, temporary falls that we uh, uh, see kind of almost each and every year so the key point is that uh, a 10 to 20% fall is pretty common but the last few months when it happened a lot of uh, a lot of them were surprised because why is this happening but this is perfectly normal so if you if you found the last 3 4 months whatever is happening in in the equity markets to be uh, uh, to be very painful for you or your you were losing losing sleep over it then i think this is a good uh, a scenario to actually reassess your overall equity allocation which means that you are a little over exposed to equities and your risk appetite is not supporting that because whatever happened in the last 3 uh, 4 months there was almost a 15% fall in the markets it is perfectly normal it happens almost every year so now that it's it's almost uh, uh, recovered a lot of it back this is a good time where you can say that hey uh, maybe i'm i'm i i was losing sleep even for this so so this is a good time where i start reducing my equities simply because it is not it was not uh, the usual thing that happens in equities is not comfortable to me so i think there's a but if you if you were like home and you you it didn't even bother you in terms of what happened then you are perfectly fine with your current uh, uh, equity debt split so that is that's how i would probably look at uh, evaluating the the risk part of it because you have a live example which happened in the last 3 uh, months and and there's no other better way than to actually see how you actually uh, reacted to it and right. uh, so, so basically yeah. yeah sorry sorry go on please no so i was just saying that you know the start of the financial year is a good time to assess your risk appetite and also look at your asset allocation and see if you're comfortable with it or not and rebalance it if you are not comfortable with your existing asset allocation 
yeah that will be a, a, a good thing to do because broadly what happens is once you uh, so once you decide on your uh, allocation split so let's say you have 100 rupees and you have decided to split it um, as 70 rupees in equity and 30 rupees in uh, debt then the key point you have to notice is as as over the years what happens is if if equities do disproportionately well compared to debt then this allocation number from 70 uh, equity 30 debt eventually will drift probably towards maybe 80 or 85 in equity if you if you do not uh, bring it back to your original asset allocation so i think probably every uh, financial year end or probably calendar year end you can keep it as a fixed date where you just check your original asset allocation you had planned for 70 equity 30 debt but now it is it is deviating but you can keep a small band of deviation maybe say plus or minus 5% so 65% to 75% in equity is still okay it's a very small deviation from your original allocation that can be okay but if let's say if it goes to 80 or say 77% in equity then you can remove Uh, the remaining portion from equity shifted back to debt and then bring your asset allocation back to the original uh, 70% equity and 30% debt uh, that you had originally intended to so in this way you ensure that the the temporary volatility that you will see every year is in line with our original expectation which was that equities will will fall 10 20% every one year uh and every every once in 7 10 years you will have a, a fall of close to around 30 to 60% now based on this if you have a 70% equity allocation correspondingly your your falls will be far lower but broadly you know what to expect so that you are not in for a surprise but say if instead of 70 drifts to 90% equity then you suddenly are left with a very different kind of uh a volatility profile so overall rebalancing is a is, works out well over the long run in terms of helping you stick to the plan in terms of returns also some of the times it it also ends up giving you a, a small bit of a, an extra outperform but this is not always the case but but the broad idea of asset allocation and rebalancing is not to ensure that you have higher returns but broadly to ensure that it's a, the risk is under your control and you you can stick to the plan this is more in in terms of what you can handle and and it is working as per your expectation right and what else do you think arun an investor can do in the beginning of a financial year yeah i think once uh, the 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 increase of sips and the bonus is planned out for the other thing should be just to check if the basics are right so the basics are do you have an emergency uh, a fund which can cover for say at least 6 months of your basic living expense do you have your health insurance uh, sorted do you have a, a, a life insurance if if required let's say there are dependents on uh, who there are dependents for you so so overall once you get these three things sorted most of us would have it or if you do not have it i think this is a good uh, uh, good time in the year where because you are also going to get a bonus you can you can use that to start off one of your a life insurance so overall emergency fund health insurance life insurance this can be the starting point and then you can also check if there are any large uh, uh, money requirements or any large money goals that you have which are coming up in the next 3 uh, uh, to 5 years so these are goals where uh, say by large i mean say at least more than 6 months of your salary and if there are something uh, like that coming up you will need to plan for it and you will also need to ensure that uh, this particular money is not invested in equities because 3 to 5 years is a is a very short 
time span uh, to take equity kind of a risk because you never know right because in march uh, 2020 in two months it was down almost 40% so what if you save in equities for three years and at the end of let's say two and a half years there's a 30 40% fall you never know that so so the volatility is is very very high so my sense is it is better to predominantly go for a a, a debt oriented safe uh, portfolio for for saving up for the short term goals but the the whole idea is that make sure you you kind of have a sense of if, is there something large coming up in the next 5 years so once you are done with that i think broadly then we we go ahead with the uh, existing asset allocation check you set the right expectations as i uh, discussed here and then probably you can also take a a check of all the products that you have invested in. on the equity portfolio at a broader level you can you can check if you are well diversified across uh, different investment styles and because if you only look at the past performance and and enter into funds you'll end up uh, pretty much overloading into a particular investment uh, style which is which has been working Uh, well recently but because all these are very cyclical in nature you suddenly end up with very bad performance over the next 3 years so overall the idea is are you well diversified across different market cap segment different uh, styles uh, different countries so that can be a check that you can do on the equity side and on the debt side you can broadly check if your your credit uh, quality of your underlying portfolio is decent and are you taking uh, interest rate risk because this is a an environment where interest rates are gradually inching up and it looks like over the next 1 2 years we are looking at a, a scenario where the interest rates are are going to go up so in this environment it is better to go for low interest rate uh, risk fund so these are the two checks that you can do on the debt side right and another important aspect is tax planning usually we look at tax saving only in january or february at the, in the last quarter but ideally we should start tax planning in the beginning of the financial year so what is your take on that yeah i think uh, because what happens is by the end of it sometimes you are you you run short of money and then uh, your tax planning uh, takes a small compromise so if if you are say for example if somebody uh, plan usually invests in in elss category say around the jan feb time when most of the offices uh, want you to submit the proofs right then it becomes a little and and, and so for some reason let's say the markets are a little uh, volatile or they have they've gone up drastically there's always a, an inhibition to suddenly invest so so if you are if you want it to be much more planned and comfortable then you can probably do a simple sip in an elss fund so that the overall amount is getting distributed and the uh, and and there's not too much of a pressure on you that on jan and feb you suddenly have to uh, uh, run and figure out from where to get that money so i think it it makes a lot of sense to uh, plan it a lot earlier and and do a simple uh, sip in that particular uh, fund so that it gets distributed uh, over a period of whatever uh, uh, 10 months 12 months and talking about tax saving even the public provident funders who do invest in the ppf scheme should also ideally make their investment by the 5th of april right yes yes so this is also something that uh, uh, people can do but generally uh, given that it, it, i mean while while purely from a, a taxation angle and the overall 
uh, interest rate that you get from it. it it works out to be a decent option over the long run but generally because it it has a, the, this 15 year lock in i am not a uh, personally too big uh, fan of uh, this category because generally uh, i i mean I, the way i look at uh, the debt side of products or basically the stable return products where there is there's hardly any volatility is that you you need to have the flexibility to take the money out at any point in time because the overall idea is that this can let you run your equity portfolios in peace because your equity portfolios will be up and down uh, a lot and so when it is down and say for some reason you need some money uh, there might be a temptation to uh, touch your equity portfolios if you don't have a, a very flexible Uh, take your money any time out kind of a debt portfolio so i am generally not too big a fan of uh, ppf but but otherwise like if if somebody is not uh, uh, too worried on the lock in portion of it then i think it's it's good to go so they can they can again plan for ppf as well right and uh, i mean anything else that you think that an investor must take care of you know at, at this time in the beginning of the financial year I think this is broadly uh, it, Namrata. This would broadly cover uh, the entire uh, spectrum. So the key point, as I told you, is is to ensure that your overall uh, asset allocation for your long term, right? As long as that is not uh, getting distorted, and as long as your expectations from that portion is is fine, and you also get it rebalanced, I think you are good to go. All the others are the basic stuff, which I'm uh, assuming that. uh your 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 viewers would would have already done and if not this is probably a great time to uh, go ahead with that right so to summarize what arun has said i would say you know get build your emergency fund or make sure your emergency fund is replenished if it was used in the last year ensure that your health insurance and life insurance are adequately covering your risk and rebalance your portfolio depending on your risk appetite and also reassess your goals for the coming year and see that your investments are uh, set up in such a way that you are achieving your goals in the coming future would that be a right uh, summary arun yeah that would be great uh, namrit thank you arun for your insights it was a pleasure having you on our podcast today Sure. Thank you. Thank you so much, Anamrita, for calling me to the show. Thank you, Arun. That's all from today's episode of Why Not Mint Money. If you have any more questions for Arun or like this episode, do drop in your comments on Twitter. My Twitter handle is Namrita Patel zero six N A M R A T A P A T L zero six. Thank you for tuning in. This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.